views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Talk Radio to Thrive By, which is us. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. And I'm just wondering how everybody is on this election day. Hello, Mr. Bernie. Hey, Pat. How you doing, B? B pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, I didn't think I'd be talking about this today. Uh, And it's really interesting the way things kind of shape up. Uh, it's funny. I'm not really going to talk about the election per se. Um, you know, everybody I encourage out there to please vote. Voting is really a privilege, but I am going to talk about something I discovered on the way, uh, of, of just looking at possibilities. One of the things that I discovered, and I shared this on the show, Benny, about three weeks ago, I think I made a comment like, Something like, yeah, this going to be this could be a historic election, but not for the reasons you think. And of course, I got how many emails from all of you saying, Pat, don't go down the political path. Well, it's not really a political path. It's an information path. It's something that those of us that got a few years under our belt, meaning I'm older than most of you, probably got a few years under our belt, know about understood for decades, but something got lost in the transition. And what have we not passed on? You know, what are people from my generation, what have we not passed on? And so I made a comment the about three weeks ago, and I got a couple of calls from, from all of you out there. Although, Christine, you didn't call me, so maybe you understand exactly what it is. Um, but I got, I said, that this is going to be a a historic election if, in fact, uh, Hillary Clinton does get elected, if that does happen, for a lot of reasons, but not what you think. So it's not historic because she's a woman. Well, yeah, okay, that's historic. Great. But that's not it. What I was really struck by, if you can believe it, and you can fact check me on this, as many of you have already done, What would be historic? Fasten your seatbelt. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hillary Clinton would be the first president of the United States that does not have equal rights on the Constitution. What? Did I just say that? Now, for many of you, I'm going to open up the phone lines because I'd love to hear if you think I've lost my mind. 
This is just like an open show. So I wrote an article and, uh, but, but that wasn't it. That wasn't the whole thing. Let me tell you what happened. What happened was I started to mention this to my own staff and then I mentioned it to y'all and I'm going to read the article that I wrote. But one of my own staff members came up to me and see, I'm thinking, oh, it's the millennials. They don't, you know, no. What boomer boomers. What are you talking about, Pat? What do you mean that if Hillary Clinton is elected as POTUS, as, as POTUS, she will be the first sitting president that will not have equal rights in her own country? You've lost your mind. You know, you're going to damn you're going to damage the show. What's wrong with you? And I said, well, I don't think there's anything really wrong with me. Uh, my recollection is, and you, you folks, you can find this out on your own. You can go to equalrightsamendment.org. And if you go there, you, what you're going to find is like this. Here are the details. So you have the scenario back in the 70s. Yes, I was alive in the 70s, just so you know. In 1972, the ERA was finally passed by Congress and sent to the states for ratification. And the original seven-year time limit was extended by Congress to June 30th, 1982. Okay, so you understand what I'm just saying. I hope you all, rec- I hope you all just heard that. So the Equal Rights Amendment passed 72, but it had to be extended because we couldn't, we couldn't decide. We couldn't decide to do this. We couldn't decide to give women equal rights. All right. So then here we go. Then they extended to June 30, 1982. But, oh, but wait, that deadline, right? But at that, at that deadline, the ERA had been ratified by only how many? 35 states. Three states short of the 38 required to put it into the Constitution. So I want to just read that again because I haven't lost my mind. Unless, of course, everything I'm reading, everything I learned is just completely inaccurate. But we have fact-checking now. So for those of you that want to do some fact-checking on me, go for it. Here we go. I'll say it again. Ratified by constant. It was 35 states, three states short of the 30 it required to put it into the Constitution. So the ERA has been introduced into Congress since the deadline. And beginning in 1994, ERA advocates have been pursuing two different routes to ratification. I, I have to tell you, Benny, I am actually feeling a little absurd actually even reading this. I'm just feeling like a little bit like I'm in the twilight. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, but it was really a good reminder for me. So here's what it says. Traditional process described in Article 4 of the Constitution, passage of two-thirds majority vote, both Senate and the House of Representatives, followed by the ratification of three-quarters of the states and the innovative Three-state strategy, ratification, and three or more of 15 legislations that did not ratify the ERA in 1972 based on legal analysis. Okay, so do you understand the, 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 the thrust of what I'm saying here? Okay, we're saying that equal rights, this is the process, has been going on since 1972. But actually... Alice Paul introduced the ERA in 1923. So let's just be really clear because you all are going to be fact-checking me today, I'm sure. But this is it. So tell me a little bit about why this has come to the forefront again. Well, here's what I know. 
we live in a pop culture and our pop culture is full of actors and actresses. And you get Patricia Arquette, who is basically, I have now won the Academy Award. And what does she do with that speech? What does it start? It starts a groundswell. <clears throat> so the groundswell is equal rights for women. And so what happens with this conversation is people are like, what is she talking about? She's just a crazy actress and we think she kind of lost her mind. But there are some women that haven't. And by the way, Patricia Arquette, and, and you're going to hear me talk about this today, it, you know, they went on to, to create a film about this. And it's called Equal Means Equal. It's a powerful new documentary film on the legal and cultural status of women in the United States today. And it does present a compelling argument for ratification. And I'm going to read you the article I wrote, but I, I just want to set the stage for this. And probably people on my staff are going to call into the show, but I want to hear from you. Did you know this? So here's the question I want to ask, because I'm going to share with you with one of our listeners, actually several of our listeners has called me and said to me, and by the way, I've not gotten feedback from just women, just so y'all know. Some of the more powerful uh, calls I've had on this since I talked about this three or four weeks ago, I don't remember how long was by uh, some of our most incredible uh, men that listened to the show. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about one of them said, what one of them said. First of all, he said pretty much what everybody have said to me. And that is, Pat, just want to say that we think you've lost your mind. This can't be true. This can't be true. Um, and, and I basically said to him, well, I'm going to write an article about it, in, in, and I think I should write. He said, Pat, you have to write an article about it because I'm not here. I didn't know it, and I think there are many people that don't really understand what you're talking about. And so today's show is to talk about this little undialogued tidbit that mainstream media – is not talking about. And why am I talking about it? Here's why. First of all, those of us that have come up through, you know, the decades and decades of, of working in the workplace, we understand all of the things that have been talked about. We understand what this means, you know, what it means to be in an elevator and not feel safe because somebody's got their hands on you. We understand this. You know, we understand what it means to be sitting across the table from a boss who decides that every staff meeting is going to tell a dirty joke. We also understand what it means to be sitting next to our counterpart and, uh, you know, be up for a promotion. And our boss says to us, wait a minute, I'm not going to give you that promotion. You want to know why? Because you don't, you know, you're single. You don't have a family. But Joe over here has got the family. We're not going to give it to you. I understand what that is. But you know what's really odd about it? That can happen. And chances are, under the Constitution, if you really push this forward, you wouldn't really have a leg to stand on. That's what today's show is about. What is it that we should know? Now, thank you, many of you, for emailing me and saying, Pat, why didn't you talk about this sooner? Why didn't you talk about this earlier? You know, just call me slow on the uptake. I think I'm like many people that just figured everybody knows. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. I love that. I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that, Benny. Thank you so much. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about today. You know, I remember growing up and I remember thinking to myself, okay, you know, what the heck are my mom and dad fighting about? And so I remember, Benny, I don't know if you grew up in a family like this, but maybe all your, maybe your relatives were all kind of on the same page. My mom and my dad were not. You know, my mom was very, very clear, like millions of women were, about Jack Kennedy, right? All of them. I love Jack Kennedy. I love Marilyn Monroe. My dad, on the other hand. So I remember that election campaign for only one reason. And that was about my mom and dad 
sleeping in separate rooms during that election. What an annoyance. My dad snores. Um, but fast forward to where we are today. My, my mom, though, made it very clear with all of us girls about the values that were important to her. I hope my brother is listening to this. My brother is 10 years younger, so he, he didn't get to participate in this. But my mom, and you've heard me refer to her as my stepmom, I have met some powerful women in the years that I've been on this earth. I've sat across the table from Gloria Steinem. I, you know, I've done things in, in the arena for rights, for civil rights. You know, I've done things at a very young age. And yes, if I do have to say that, um, yeah, there are some things that did happen that I will never forget. But having a mom like my mom, my mother, Doris, and the value she instilled in us children, all of us, uh, were so important that I'm almost embarrassed to say to all of you, that it took me this long to write the article, that it took me this long to actually speak about this. And so today I am speaking about it. Now, how does, how does, how does, how does the universe, God, source, higher power work? Well, what happens is my half hour interview that was supposed to be on is sick. And so this is what? This is a full hour show. And I'm going to read this article to you, and we have a caller, and I invite you to call in. So here's what the article is. It's called, and, and uh, Jessica and Christina and Shelly and all of them, they'll probably call into the show too because they've been part of this. And, and Justin, you know, Justin, Justin did the proofing on the article, and he was even like, what? Hillary Clinton-elect, a POTUS without equal rights. What is it? An amendment? So here's what I start out saying, and then we'll go to the phones. It says, ladies, please take a seat. We need to talk. Okay, not just the ladies. Gentlemen, please sit down too. At you, Benny. As we approach the 2016 election, with the very real probability that we may elect our first woman president, I ask you this one very simple question. Are you aware that if Hillary Clinton is elected as POTUS, she will be the first sitting president that will not have equal rights in her own country? That's the question. Mr. Benny, how about we go to the phones? Let's see who we've got out there. Sounds like a plan. Let's take Shelly calling in from, looks like Seattle. Hello, Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Welcome to the Hello show. Hello there. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. How can we help you here? I just wanted to chime in on the conversation because I really, I mean, whatever, everything that the previous caller said was brilliant. But I want to talk about how, one, like you said, we don't know this. Me, I'm the baby boomer in the office who didn't know. And how we've gone through our life not knowing. And then what does that speak about us? And that we, we're all voting for Hillary because she's a woman, but we don't even know our own history. What does that say about us and where we've come in the last hundred years? I don't think very far. We really need to look within and figure out why we're, we're just willing to coast through and not continue the mission of mm. finding our equal right. Mm. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the article and especially the film Equal Means Equal. And, you know, when you talk to Camela Lopez, who's a filmmaker, uh, you know, what she says is that this film is to raise awareness about the Equal Rights Amendment. 
And what she says, and I'll quote her, is to pull back the veil on what's really happening in America. And you're right. We're not talking about it. She goes on to say, I don't think this is a battle of the sexes. She's right. Just like, you know, our, 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 our male caller that called in and I, I promise to keep his name anonymous, which I will. I think it's the same battle that has taken America down. It's a battle of very few people, you know, and she goes on, talks about this. So this is what the article says. But don't you find this interesting? Here's what I wrote in the article, Shelley. And this is food for thought. Also, Christine, this is food for thought for you as well. I say, hold on, we're not finished. So let's look at the fight for gay rights. So all the lesbians in the house, what do you say? And the fight doesn't stop there. Now let's look at where we stand in relation to our ethnic groups who have been fighting for equal rights in this country, African-American or black ladies, Latino or Hispanic ladies, American Indian, Alaskan Native Indians, Asian ladies, Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, all of them. And I say I apologize in advance if I've left anybody out because chances are I have. But these equal rights affect ethnic groups and may only, and this is what, this came from one of my relatives, you know, do you realize that equal rights for each of those ethnic groups and, uh, and the gay rights population and the LGBT population, that do you realize that equal rights for each of those groups may only apply to the men? Hello, what? What did I say? Uh, Equal rights for all of those groups may only apply to the men. Well, what do you think about that, Chili? I don't know if that's right or not, but what do you think? I don't know what's going to trump what. Uh oh, I didn't say that, did I? Yeah, no. I mean, how do we how how do we not notice that? How do I mean? Is that strategically designed to keep us from paying attention with shiny objects over here and over there? So. We're not talking to each other. I mean, I, I think we need to collectively, it doesn't matter what our race, ethnicity, or gender group we're in, we're in the human group. So we as women need to pay attention to that and, and start talking about why we're allowing all of this, and I'm sure it's male-driven stuff, no disrespect to the fellas, mm-hmm. rules that continue while we just sit down still like, you know, decades ago and, and behave like good little girls. And what's that saying? Did women mm-hmm. really make history? Maybe we need to make a little noise. I don't know. Well, you know, I think we're, what we're talking about is that, and, and here's where I'm going to take responsibility. Those of us that fought the good battle have been sitting on our butts. And I'll tell you, and I'm talking about myself here. You know, I don't know what generation Christine was in and certainly not sure about you. But we've been sitting back and just basking in whatever accomplishments we've made. And we've made many. We've made many. And the question really is, what is it that listeners that have called me since I mentioned this field is at stake? And let me share that with all of you. I've received calls. I've received emails about this. And I'm not really going to talk about what they've said about what they're afraid of. But here's what they really shine the light on. One of the things that was said to me by both men and women listeners, and I got to tell you, you all are the best listeners on the planet. And one of the things that was said to me was, what could happen if my wife, if my daughter doesn't have equal rights, Pat? What are you talking about? Now, I'm not a fear-based person, right, Shelly? You know that. 
listeners know that. Exactly. So I don't yeah. go to fear. I go to facts. I go to facts. And up to now, we have not had anybody that has ever even come close to government anywhere that could jeopardize the progress we've made. So the question really is, are we going to get educated enough to regardless of who gets elected for president or any other any other political, are we going to get are we going to make a commitment to ourselves to get educated enough so that our daughters, our granddaughters, our sons and our grandsons, all of them understand, regardless of race, regardless of it doesn't matter that we all stand together on an equal basis. Isn't that really the question that the, you know, that really is coming to the forefront? It, it certainly is. I mean, now now that you've brought this subject up into the light and those of us that are all hearing it, we have to we have to create a ripple effect and we have to do something. I think we've gotten way too comfortable in this modern day and we sit at home with all our conveniences and take everything for granted that's been done before us and we can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a time where equal means equal. And I think Christine alluded to it. If we're going to open up the lens of a microscope and we're going to start to apply it across the board, maybe we apply it across the board internationally. Maybe we apply it in our own country. The question I'm asking is, what level of rigor are we going to apply across the board where we are willing to lift up the rock and let whatever is going to come out from under it for everyone? And then the next question is, if you're willing to do that, if that's the road that each of us chooses to go down, down which I'm not sure I am willing to go down that road because I've been down that road. But if you're willing to do that, what's the positive change that you're seeking? See, let's talk about that. What's the positive change that we're all seeking? Do we want to feel less than? How does it affect our self-esteem? What are we willing to say okay by or not okay by? Camela Lopez says this. Every woman will run up against that lie. She calls it a lie. Here's what she says. She says, like so many of us, Gen X women, Camilla grew up with the empowerment narrative that told her she was an equal citizen and set out to be, do, and have it all. Every woman will run up against that lie at some point. She calls it a lie. But it may be in a different way. She says, we haven't really made the collective cognition that whether I bump into a, it bump into it at a pregnancy discrimination or you bump into it at a rape or you bump into it when you are sent to jail or, and your kids are sent to foster care, it's still the same problem. And she asked, why have none of us taken the lead and stood up to continue the work to get the job done? And, and I, I want to say, Shelly and all of you listening, Part of what you're hearing is soul searching on my part. You know, have I decided to focus on the light and and really shy away 
from things that are really important to generations to come. You know, I was told I had to write this article. I was told I had to speak about it um, by many of you that contacted me. And I thought really hard on, on 14 years, I've never really talked about uh, uh, much about politics. I talk about values and I talk about how to create a better world. And so what I step back and search for in my meditation and prayer is that this is a conversation to create a better world. This is that conversation. And, you know, I wonder if we can lock arms and bring forth our courage and our grit and our tenacity and our self-respect. That is so important. And, you know, that should be pushing us to stand up for ourselves. And I believe we can. You know, we are one of the most powerful nations in the world. And we may, I don't know, I really, I don't think anybody knows, we may elect our first uh, female president. But have we been aware that in doing that, she may not have equal rights? Because there's one thing the Constitution that does. You either get it constitutionally or you don't. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't like some, some people under the, con- it, no, the Constitution is the Constitution. And so I'm asking us, can we digest this a little bit? You know, it's a time of infinite amount of information. Why has this been a place for me? Almost a point of ignorance for me. You know, what is it that, that had me shock the heck out of my team here and talk about something that I may get some flack about. But I love what Christine said. Yeah. Are we going to have the rigor to put the entire platform on an equal basis and apply the same standards across the board? See, that's what this movie is about. Equal means equal, not equal for this person, this issue, and ignore the rest. Let's talk about it. You know, this is really something that, um, I tell you, I never thought in a million years that I would be sitting here talking to all of you about it. And, you know, basically never thought in a million years that I'd actually have the airtime to actually spend this much time talking about it. Um, And, you know, I don't know what you all are thinking about it. I hope that as a result of bringing it to the forefront that you will think about it for yourselves, for your children, you know, for your grandchildren. This is not a question of male versus female. It's just not. It's just not. How do I know? I spent time with a gentleman that called me, a grandfather, who said to me, I can't believe you wrote this article, Pat. Dr. Pat, I, you know, and, and I said, I, I, I didn't know who he was. And I, 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 I never met him before. Uh, I actually thought he was friending me on the whole friending thing. And I thought, okay, should I friend him? Or I don't even understand the language around that. And he said to me, my daughter was just committed to um, an institution because she kept talking about the fact 
that things were happening at work from her boss and bosses that go beyond simple, as he said, his language, simple equal rights. She tried to bring to the forefront what had been happening to her. And people thought, you're making too big of a deal of it. It goes on every day. You're young. Just suck it up. He cried. And he asked, will this help? And my answer to him was this, and I just want to share this. Maya Angelou said it best. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So he and I spent a good two hours talking. And he talked with me about what his daughter had experienced. And he talked about how powerless he felt about that. His granddaughter. Not able to help her. People considering her just some bitchy employee at work that's making a big deal out of nothing and she should just suck it up and wait for that next promotion. Yeah, that's got to stop. Shelly, any comments? I guess you're still hanging on to the call here. I am hanging on to the call, and that was very moving. And yes, it does have to stop because that, that's on us. We can't perpetuate that anymore. We have to... We have to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of stunned by what you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, um, an article like this that I wrote and didn't say very much about it politically. and uh, um, But I have been through generations and generations of unequal standards, so much so I talked to a former boss of mine. I called him right before I wrote this. And I said to him, I said, I I need a sanity check. Did all those things really happen to me in the workplace? Can you tell me? And he chuckled. He, He always used to chuckle. And then he said, Pat, this is the way he talks. Pat, gotta be kidding. It was worse than that. So this is not fiction and this is not about, you know, uh, looking at this candidate who did this or who didn't do this. I got to tell you, since I wrote this article, I have gotten so many calls and questions about this and about Hillary Clinton. And didn't you know this? And didn't you know that? And one person said, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't had an argument with my brother about it. You know, and 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 I said to my brother something interesting and, and it's interesting. I said, you know, what would mom have thought of this? What would mom have done? Would she have stuck by dad? Would she have been there with dad if dad things did things that were let's just call it unacceptable? Yeah, my mom would have because women have been taught that they hang in there. We stay in abusive relationships. You know, we hang in there for the children. We're afraid we're not going to be independent on our own. And you know what? That's a very important fear because you know what? You don't have equal rights. I'm just saying, you know, fear is usually something that we make up in our minds, but I'm telling you, you don't. So these are the questions that have been keeping me up at night. 
And I don't know if there's a next step for me or what I'm going to do about this or what I'm going to hold on to. But I do know this. Once we know better, once you all know better, if you can put aside whatever you think about this candidate and think about this issue of equal rights and the shock that millions and generations of both men and women still believe we have them. Still believe we have them. So I just ask you, I just ask you, how do you hold the best for yourself, your lives, your children? Don't join me. Join Patricia Arquette. Join the people that are looking to create a positive change. This show is about positive change. This article is about positive change because it's hard to change if you're not aware. So as Maya Angelou did say, do the best you do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. That's what I'm that's what I have to ponder moving forward. I want to thank you all for listening to this. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, Benny. Uh, I'm not sure where the article is posted. Uh, I'm sure I posted it in places. I'm not even sure where I posted it. But uh, if you Google it, I think you can find it. I think the article is called uh, Hillary Clinton elect a POTUS without equal rights. You know, I don't know if that's even going to happen, but it's a thought to think about for the future. See you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.